Hello and welcome to the Tea and Toast podcast, the bi-weekly podcast which focuses on mental health and wellness. On today's show we have Elisa Jordan, aka Elisa Jordan Writes. Elisa first left her London life to live in Frankfurt, Germany in 2016. Now, four years on, she is still loving life in Germany and writing a blog which speaks about her own experience of being an expat and immersing herself in a new culture and life experience. Today, Elisa will be talking through her own experiences of living abroad and what she's achieved through her many ventures and recently with what living abroad has meant during COVID-19. Hello, Elisa. How are you? How's your day been today? Um, if I'm honest, I literally have not stopped all day, even up until about five minutes ago, I was busy, but hey ho, we're here today, we're here now. Yeah, good, I'm actually quite good, yeah. It would be great to just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and your blog, Elisa Jordan Writes. Hello, so yes, my name's Elisa, thanks for listening everybody. I started blogging at the start of 2016, and at the time I was writing a lot about theatre, And then I eventually moved to Germany in August 2016 and I was having daily discoveries and I decided to start writing about that. And my blog has now turned into a platform, one, to keep in touch with friends and family from home, but actually mainly to inform people, share experiences and just really write about what it's like to live abroad. And now that I've come to know Frankfurt a lot more. I also write a few things here and there about living in Frankfurt and where to go, what to do, as well as cultural situations in Germany. It was also in Vietnam when you were writing in the back of the bus. For those who don't know, Kirsty and I love planning. (laughs) (laughs) And in November 2015, we went to Vietnam. And you know when you're, well, for those of you who've been travelling, if you know what it's like when you go on these buses and you're like on these overnight buses where you feel like the bus is about to fall over and you're about to lose your life. Um, And we just had a little chat about things we were doing. And yes, that is when I started planning my blog in 2015. And actually, it was going to be called Yoga Mats and Hills or Flats. And then I eventually developed it into Elisa Jordan Writes in 2016. Good memory great memory over here and also those buses are the longest buses but they're the best things for planning but with regards to like you said that it changed and went more into living in Germany and what that was like I think firstly living abroad is something that is really brave and I think that it's just it's like a lifelong dream so is this something that you've always wanted to do from a young age or how did it come about This is a really good question and I was actually thinking of writing a blog post on this because I never really purely say like this is why I live in Germany, this is exactly what I wanted to do. When I was I think 14 I went on a German exchange trip to Berlin for one week. First three days absolutely hated if I'm completely honest. The family who I was staying with who were lovely by the way and I still follow her on Instagram had a dog at this time I was not so keen on dogs and I was like freaking out um also I do have mild asthma and when I was a kid I got chased by a dog so just like I was just like oh my god I'm living with a family with a dog why didn't I know they've got a dog but um it actually ended up being a week that changed my life I guess 
or maybe I should say defines the path for where I'd end up being. I don't know, is that a bit cringe? Who knows? But anyway, that's what happened. And then, um, yeah, I stayed in contact with my German exchange partner. Then I did German for GCSE, also did German for A-levels, which was horrible, honestly, like <laughs> horrible, so hard. There were many tears during that period of my life. And then I went on to do German at university. I picked up Spanish as well, just from beginners, just because you can. And then in my third year of university, I went to Germany and Spain, two semesters abroad, one in Flensburg in the north of Germany and one in Murcia in the south of Spain. I had an amazing year, but there was something about Germany that just made me know that I wanted to come back and live there. So I went back to England, finished my degree, did my dissertation, another painful time of life. And... Um, then I went started my career in London worked in London for three years and now I've been in Germany Frankfurt specifically for nearly four years which means I've been working in Frankfurt longer than I've ever worked in London a bit crazy when I think back to things yeah definitely oh it's scary how quickly time goes the fact that you have continued to learn German since like you said your 14 year old self to now that's amazing mm. I think there's a mm-hmm. lot of motivation that needs to stay with languages. I think a lot of people at this moment of time, especially are learning languages. And I'm always in awe of the multitude of languages that Elisa speaks. I'm always like the proud parent that just reels <laughs> off all the languages that she can speak. <laughs> with regards to learning languages, I guess there's a couple of questions actually. First of all, how did your passion for learning languages begin? And second of all, how do you keep motivated with that? Where did my pas- passion get it out for languages begin? Honestly, I when I was a child, I always found it really fascinating and impressive that people were able to communicate with each other in something that, to be frank, just couldn't understand. So I always wanted to be able to have that skill, speak in another language, be able to switch between lang- languages. This is something I always found really interesting and something I aspired to be able to do. So that's where it started. And I guess then when I went to Germany, I had a good time. I realized that my German was improving. I thought, wow, this is something that I actually can do. This doesn't have to be a, I wish I could do that. It's no, I want to do that. So I will do that. In terms of determination and staying focused when learning a language, it's quite hard. And I'm actually a bit of a geek when it comes to languages in terms of like, I'm really happy to sit there and just learn grammar for an hour in the evening and I'm fully aware that that's not normal (laughs) but ways to stay engaged are watching films listening to podcasts reading blogs I think when you're at the beginner stage this is quite hard another good thing to do is find maybe a news channel from um of your with your specific language and they might very likely have like oh 60 seconds news or something like this and just watch that every day it's 60 seconds and your listening will really really improve i start um i mentioned a podcast earlier i've started listening to podcasts in german recently and this really honestly for me it's just nice i'm like oh my god i can actually understand every single thing that's being said i'm like (laughs) (laughs) but this is nice as well because it's just like whenever i'm cleaning i normally listen to podcasts so this is a way to maintain those language skills without having to sit there and study if that Mm. makes sense also maybe find blogs that you like in these languages and even if you say okay i don't really know what the entire blog says but i'm going to read the intro part and i'm going to read the introduction and i'm going to read the closing paragraph the conclusion and this can at least help you to 
give you a rough idea what's being said I'm sure you'll pick up some new words here and there those are great tips I think it's definitely about finding a way for it to slot into your life so like you said if there's a certain subject that you like if there's if you find a blog that has that language then it means that you're also more you that would naturally fit into your vocabulary for when you speak to somebody because it's your interests as well the next step is inspiring people to take a holiday and learn and practice that language or similar to yourself that you've done that and now you're living abroad how did you get to that step of finding that courage to, to live abroad? It's obviously really exciting. Then there's like nerves. How did you give yourself, I guess, the kick up the butt to, to live abroad? And you did it solo as well, which is amazing. Yes, it's very daunting. However, if I am truly honest with you, I did not even give myself time to think. <laughs> I mean... This is very no, true. I mean, I had known... More or less since I got back from my year abroad, I knew that I wanted to live in Germany. And I mean, I loved working in London. Those three, first three years of my career where I was in London, I had so much fun. But there was something that just said, I want more. I wasn't unhappy in London. I was very happy in London. But I just wanted something else. And I knew that going abroad would give me that something else that I wanted. Yes, it is very daunting. And I mean, my process was very quick. All in all, did take a few months. I had a couple of interviews, job interviews here and there. I know people do things differently. Some people purely just go abroad without having a job, which is also an option. And had I not got a job when I did, this was going to be my plan B. But I mean, I had a job and then within four weeks I'd moved abroad, which didn't really give me a lot of time to sit down and process what was really happening. It was literally four weeks of this goodbye party, this goodbye party, this goodbye party, go see this person for, these goodbye, for this goodbye dinner, then you've got this goodbye drinks. oh, and you've also got to quickly meet this person for a coffee to say goodbye. <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't really have a lot of time to process everything, and I would say, and especially because I've been abroad before, so it wasn't like I had that initial fear of, oh my gosh, what's it going to be like to be abroad? For me, I would say that kicked in after six months. This is because there are several stages of culture shock when you move abroad. And the first stage is not really culture shock, you're more in holiday mode. <laughs> because everything is new, everything is amazing, a couple of things annoy you, but who cares? Because you're living your best life. And then once like you live in your best life, honeymoon honeymoon period is over, then these things that annoyed you in the first couple of weeks that you just took as a pinch of salt kind of start to like stick to you a bit more. But I mean, this is no reason whatsoever not to move abroad. It's just part of the process. And for people who are considering, okay, shall I go? Shall I not go? You're only really going to know if, you're lo if you love it or if you hate it, if you don't go. And if you don't like it, then you go home. I mean, for me, for example, I'm living in Frankfurt now. I've been here, like I said, for nearly four years and I'm totally happy here. But my initial dream was to go to Berlin. And I said to myself, okay, I want to go to Germany. Ideally, I'd go to Berlin. I want, I'm going to go to Frankfurt. And you know what? If I don't like it, I move to Berlin. I was fortunate that I did like my life. In, well, I do like my life in Frankfurt. So that's why I'm still here. But had I not liked it and had I said, you know what? Not quite where I want to be. Then I would have gone to Berlin. I mean, we're people, okay, right now we don't really have so much freedom of travel. <laughs> but I mean, normally we have, like, especially being in Europe, we're very fortunate to have a lot of freedom of travel. And whilst we have this, if we can make the most of the opportunity, if we're in a position to be able to do so, then I don't see why not. If you don't like it, you just go home. Mm. 
I think that's a good approach to have. I think sometimes we can overthink things to the point where we scare ourselves off of a certain dream or aspiration in life. And I think one of the interesting points that I'd like to pick your brain a little bit further about is the the change of different countries. And you often speak about um, German culture and things like you mentioned, jaywalking, like furnishing your apartment, eating out and even birthdays, for example. So how do you overcome that and and learn to adapt with that? Because sometimes it is just a culture change, like you said. I didn't even realise this at the time, but because I was so excited to be like living my dream, going to Germany, moving abroad. And it wasn't until about six months later that that sadness hit me. But it wasn't just the sadness of not being with friends and family, like what you were just saying, Kirsty. It was also the, the culture. I was like, okay, so not only am I with my, not able to see my friends and family, not only is everyone going out apart from me, I can see all their pictures on Instagram, but I can't go to the bloody suit. Am I allowed to say bloody? I think yeah. that's right. <laughs> I can't go to the bloody supermarket on a Sunday. Um, I just want to be able to buy my standard brands that I buy from Boots or Superdrug and I can't find them. Nobody is crossing the road if there's a red man, even though there's clearly no car here. <laughs> All these things were going on in my head. And my friends by this point were like, okay, yeah, Elise has gone, we're used to it now. It's been six months. And I'm like, no, guys, I'm so sad. <laughs> but I just think like... That's the thing, when you move abroad, people are so scared, oh, I'm gonna be moving abroad, it's the other side of the world. Well, for me, it's not the other side of the world. For some people, it's the other side of the world, but you go, you get there and you have such a good time, even if a few things do go wrong here and there, you don't need to be worried about moving initially. If anything, you should be worried about what might happen in six months, because that's when you're gonna really feel like, oh my gosh, I'm actually abroad now. Yeah, in terms of dealing and adapting to cultures, you have to just accept this is not, in my instance, London. This is not London. This is not England. This is not the UK. Things are different. And the quicker you accept that, rather than trying to fight it, the quicker you're going to settle, is what I would say. Yeah. And that's also one of the amazing things about living abroad is that it is a whole new culture and it's a whole new experience that we're not used to. And that's what makes you really appreciate when you do learn a language. And I think that's one of the things that... I really love about Airbnb, not that this is an ad, <laughs> but you can <laughs> just Hashtag shout no out. Ad. Yeah. <laughs> you can live in someone's home and be immersed in the culture and really throw yourself into that. And I think that that's one of the beautiful parts about living abroad and even traveling or whichever way you choose to learn a language. How do you build the social part? So like how do you make friends and these are some of the things that a lot of people will think about their friends at home and want that immediately in their new place what are some tips that you would say for people to find new ways of meeting people and making friends in a different country that it might be a fear that they associate with living abroad I am a really extroverted person in fact actually I would say since moving here I've become more introverted not that you would ever know that if you were with me. You'd be like, God, if you're like this now, what were you like before? But like, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a hard one. And I'll be completely honest, this is not your first year of university where you turn up, everyone's in freshers, everyone's in halls and is all ready to make friends. 
you well it depends what company you join of course if you're joining a super international company where people are coming from all over the world yes you will find your clique pretty quickly for me however it wasn't so much like that it really took a while and especially with the german culture because germans are quite reserved in the sense that typically and i do personally think this is changing germans like to separate work and home so this could be a bit difficult at times especially if we've if you're with people who are quite introverted and yeah i'll be honest it was difficult making friends a lot of hit and miss i wrote a blog post about this actually and to be honest i actually see this as a positive rather than a negative at this age i'm no longer at school and thinking oh my god please i just want everyone to be my friend i'm like know myself enough i'm in a position enough to be like yeah do you know what you're a nice girl you're a nice guy but i just don't think we really click in a way it's almost like dating yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of trial and error and some people you'll meet up with or maybe you'll stay in contact with them for a few weeks a few months and then maybe that will fizzle however there will also be people who you do make really good friends with and you stay friends with for years and I already know my friends here who I'll be in touch with well who I've already been in touch with for years since moving here but even if I didn't did move somewhere else in Germany, some to another country or wherever. Just for the record, I'm staying in Frankfurt. If you do want to make friends, you have to push yourself out there. You have to just be bold and brave to say, oh, do you want to meet up? Or, oh, do you have Instagram? Which has been great. Like just talking, building up relationship in terms of like, what's it like in Frankfurt? And then maybe find that you have something in common with each other. And it's really just about pushing yourself out there. But equally, when you move abroad, you don't have to match your life in the home that you come from. I do no way have the amount of friends in Frankfurt as I do in London. And that's totally okay. I can easily spend a weekend on my own and not really think twice about it. Where in London, whereas in London, that would never have happened. And mm -hmm. the second I realised I even had a day free, I'd be like, oh, let me take someone and see what's going on. So there are definitely pros and cons. It's not easy, but it is doable. And you don't need to match these friendships that you have in London or wherever it may be that you're from because they're, they're those friendships and the friendships that you're about to make will be different. But that's totally okay. It's a new experience and it's totally okay to have that. And I think that quality over quantity. One of the things that you wrote about recently was about spending time alone versus socialising as an expat and finding that healthy balance. And I think I can imagine at the beginning, it is very much like you said, like speed dating with friendships and you do want to go out and be, be as, as open to meeting new people as possible. It's quite a hard balance to find when you're first moving abroad. Let's face it, meeting people, meeting new people all the time, it can be fun, but it can, it can equally be really draining. You constantly have to be alert. You constantly have to be on the ball. You're almost out to impress to a sense because you're trying to make new friends. Almost a bit of a performance to a degree, whereas when you're with your friends who you've known for your whole life, you can just relax. You turn up looking like whatever you want to look like. You don't care. You go to each other's house, you sit on the sofa, you do absolutely nothing, lounge around. And it's draining to constantly have to be, you know, your 10 out of 10 self. If you are finding it draining, if you are finding it hard, even though this is all you really want to do is find a clique of friends or just even just one friend, to be honest, I guess you don't need loads. 
just make sure you have something for yourself. So me, for example, I have my diary. And funnily enough, during Corona, this Corona lockdown phase, I found myself writing so much more because obviously I have the time to do so. And it's almost kind of thrown me back to when I first moved here, how I was having new experiences every day, probably by the hour, actually. Okay, maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration, but still. Um, <laughs> and I was like, this is such an amazing, pivotal, life-changing period of my life that I want to note this down. So for me, it was like, yep, yeah, go and socialise, push yourself out there. But as well as doing that, prioritising my diary and journaling time is also really important your thing for yourself might be running for example might be singing it might be i don't know reading but make sure you have this time as well because the entire movement abroad process is so exciting exhilarating that it can also wear you down a bit so make sure you have those down to that downtime where you can just say oh yes this is what i want to do just for me not that doesn't mean that I'm like plugging myself into the rest of the world in order to get energy, but rather just plugging yourself back into yourself in order to relax and calm down a little bit and just really be in a good place mentally. It's so important, like you said, having that, that space where you can reflect on things. So I think journaling and running gives you that outlet, but it also gives you time to to look back and to process things in a much clearer way than you probably would have done if you just sort of, like you said, just sort of get your head down. And if you're out all the time and you burn the candle at both ends, as my mum says, it just completely can have a negative impact. So has it helped with some of the challenges that you might have found facing abroad by having that moment for, I guess, like self-care and just having that time for you and your mind to process things? Definitely. Self-care in this whole pro, I mean, self-care is important anyway, but especially when you're going through a time, I mean, you don't realize how stressful it actually is. I went to the doctor probably about a year ago, actually, but the doctor said, like, are you going for a stressful time at the moment? And I said, yeah, I guess so. I just started a new job. She was like, okay, just to let you know, this is not, I guess so. Starting a new job is stressful. And I was like, okay. And then she said, and when's the last time that you had this? And I said, I don't know, maybe about three years ago. She said, were you going through a stressful time then? And I said, mm, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I just moved here. She was like, so you just moved country and you're like, yeah, I guess this is a stressful time. She was like, you might have been having the time of your life, but you don't realise how much of an effect this has on you and like your mentality, the physical side of things as well. So it's just important to yeah I mean journaling for me journaling did really make a difference and I love looking back um you know I never used to really look back on my diary I don't mind doing it now Uh (laughs) and um but yeah I love looking back on my diary and even when I'm going through these times that are hard or even really good just writing things down helped me to process because I mean I was in a new country meeting new people I started a new job I had a new home I was exploring new places every single day. It's like your brain is on overload. Plus, if you do move abroad for work, then you're going to this job and you also need to perform really well. It's not like when you've already been in a job for a couple of years and you're like, oh, I'm having a bad day because I'm moving house and it's super stressful. No, you're in week two of work and you need to perform. So yeah, make sure you look after yourself 
whether it's journaling, going for a run, going for a walk, whatever's best for you, make sure you take that time because it will help to balance you. Mm. I love as well that in true sort of, like you said, if you're really excited about moving and then your doctor saying, actually, there was a really stressful time, but you probably didn't realise it. It's so true that you are doing so much that it, by journaling and having that self-reflection you can think okay I've actually done so many amazing things and and it has been quite stressful now being there for four years what have been some real sort of like pinch me moments that you are living abroad and you're like I'm doing this but I'm also doing this for myself and I've done it on my own which is an amazing achievement thanks Kirst that's That's a really nice question always number one fan (laughs) Kirstie's my cheerleader. (laughs) (laughs) The first thing I thought of when you said that is I remember going to Germany, go to work. I'm like, yeah, I can speak German. Walk into the meeting and I'm like, oh my God, what the hell is everyone talking about? Like, really? I was like, I do not know these words. (laughs) (laughs) I've never worked I didn't learn these words as part of my degree of course I didn't because I wasn't working in a specific industry then so I don't know what these words were and I mean as well as trying to take notes of what was going on in the meeting I was writing down vocab I was then going and googling to find out what everyone was talking about after the meeting (laughs) yeah now four years nearly four years later and to be honest it's probably been for quite a good few years that I've now been able to do phone consultations in German. I have meetings in German. I write emails in German. And this for me is really a pinch me moment because when I think back to that first meeting, in fact, I think I'll never forget this now. When I really think back and I just thought, oh my God, you do not know what's going on. (laughs) I told them all you can speak German. (laughs) I was just like, oh. But um, no, that's definitely a pinch me moment. Another pinch me moment is, mm, I wouldn't say necessarily a pinch me moment, but something that I really love or something that makes me say yes or feel proud of myself is when I have my friends and family come to visit and I come and I show them around, show them everywhere, I show them my home. So like now it's not just on screen, well, Skype, no one really uses Skype, do they? Um, it's not on FaceTime or WhatsApp. About Zoom now. <laughs> Zoom ad. Joking. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> yeah, it's not just seeing my life with this video camera, but now when they, when I'm like, oh, I'm just in the kitchen, people really know where I am. And it's really nice as well when people come back. And every single time there's something new to show you, every single time you kind of, do a bit of the journey with me in the sense that I'm now, oh, by the way, I found out about this really cool restaurant or there's this really cool area that we could go to. Let's go and explore there. And it's really nice as well, exploring these new places when I have visitors because we kind of get to explore and live a part of my life abroad together, if that makes sense. I'd also like to pick your brain about, I guess we've talked about it um, a little bit earlier, but with regards to the warriors so like myself and the element of fear and self-doubt creeps in whether it's before or even during when you think have I made the right move is this right for me 
how do you give yourself that push to just help recognize that this is the best decision and yes there'll be crap days sometimes and yes you might miss home but actually it is an amazing thing and those things really do outweigh those days um when I think back to a couple of the hard times that I had for me it wasn't so much have I made the right decision it was more like this is I know this is the right decision, but sometimes it's really hard. Mm. So I remember once I was really homesick. Oh, actually it was bank holiday. Oh, August bank holiday weekend for me is really hard. Every year it's been really hard because this is the one year, sorry, the one day of the year in London or one weekend, should I say, where everyone is out. Everyone. The sun is shining, hopefully, and everyone is out. Um, so and it's not like you, you can even really talk to any of your friends from home like call another friend because everyone's out and this is always a really hard time for me and um I was really upset this must have been 2018 I thought to myself okay but if they said to you right now just move home do you want to move home well no I don't want to move home it just wish I could be with my friends right now, but I don't want to move home. And for me, this is where I knew, okay, you know, it's a bad time. It's a bad day. And unfortunately, these things do happen. I actually spoke to um, a friend of ours, Kirst, who we met in London, but also um, lives in London as an expat. And she said to me, like, Elisa, <clears throat> I'll be honest, this isn't necessarily going to get easier. There are always going to be times when you really miss your friends and family. But do you want to move? And I said, no, I really want to stay here. And she said, well, then it's just part of the journey. And she really opened my eyes and made me see, yeah, you know, things are hard sometimes. However, I would definitely say that the pros outweigh the cons. So... I'm definitely happier because I moved abroad than I am sad <laughs> for being abroad, if that even makes sense. So, and there are going to be bad days and there'll be bad days of everything. You could land your dream job tomorrow and still have a really crappy day when you're like, why am I doing this? But at the end of the day, you know that it's just one crappy day. So you're going to have crappy days, whether you are living at home, whether you're living abroad, whether you're living, doing your like, dream job whether you've got your dream job whether you've got a job that's very average where you're like mm, okay yeah it's okay but it's not quite where I want to be yet so there's always going to be ups and downs and don't focus on the downs if you keep if you keep making excuses if you keep making excuses then you'll never go because there'll always be an excuse mm -hmm. so the excuses are probably quite real they'll always be there you're going to miss your friends and family. There'll be birthdays that you miss out on. There might be a joke that when everyone's together, you're not going to know what's happened in that joke. You're not going to be a part of that joke, should I say. But those things are always going to happen. But it's not that you go abroad, these things happen, you don't have any new experiences. You're going to gain loads of new experiences. You're going to meet so many new people that you'll get to a point where you'll say to yourself, wow, can you imagine if I didn't do that? Can you imagine if I didn't go abroad and stayed in England or wherever it may be that you're from just so that I could be on and be in on every single joke that my friends make? No, thanks. Mm. Yeah, that would be my advice. 
yeah, I think it's a really strong thing to, to move abroad in the first place and really make your life there. And I think that, like you said, the, the pros do really outweigh those days. So you also need to think that, like you said, these moments might come up, but then it's the same wherever you are, regardless of whether you've moved abroad or whether you're still at home. And I think that hopefully for anybody that is listening to this podcast that is in that mindset of moving abroad that they can remember things like that that there's it's just part of the process of that and it'll just make you stronger and even more proud of yourself when that's another an extra year of living there so yeah I think it's living abroad is something that everyone should experience even if it's for a small matter of time I think that it's there's a lot more pros as opposed to cons for that in regards to reflections another question is about I guess, what advice would you give to your younger self or what things would you say to your younger self from learning German during GCSE and now fast forward, you're living in Frankfurt for now four years, which is crazy how quickly time goes past. And um, what would you advise to your younger self? First of all, actually would be to have more faith in yourself. Well, in myself. Um, mainly because I remember when I was first learning, when I was learning German, GCSE, A-level, that horrible time that I mentioned earlier. And I just was so scared of failure to the point, I will never forget this, that um, before my A-level exam, I went to my teacher and I just cried and I just said, what if I fail? And to think I was... I mean, when I think now, okay, I can speak professional German, I'm doing meters in German, with friends in German, and all of this, and I think, why did you beat yourself up about it so much? I also think in terms of learning a language, I did go through the education system in order to learn a language, but I know a lot of people learn languages from home. Tests are important in terms of, it allows you to put something on your CV, but there is nothing that, compare, that can compare to learning a language with native speakers and being in that country. So if you do an online test and you fail, don't worry about it. Go to Spain, Germany, France, wherever it may be, two weeks. Go do a language course there. Integrate yourself into the culture for a couple of weeks and you'll be absolutely fine yes exams and so on are very important but there are even a few things that I touched on in my A-levels actually and I just couldn't really understand them I couldn't understand how these words really worked I mean no I understood how it worked but I didn't have a feel for it so I never used these words and it wasn't until moving to Germany and hearing other people say these specific words that I was like ah now I have a feel for it now I can really feel what this word brings to the conversation and now I can start to use it. So if you're doing any exams or learning Duolingo, learning languages on Duolingo or Babbel, if you do not pass, do not beat yourself up about it. Keep going, keep trying. But what I would say is that as soon as we are able to travel freely again, get into that country or even try and do a um, tandem online so you teach someone your native English, native language and they teach you their native language these are the sorts of things that are really going to help you don't worry about any tests because at the end of the day a test is a test 
you can learn for a test but can you get there and speak the language and have a conversation also potentially not so it's always about having that balance um another piece of advice that i would give to my younger self is i would say to myself you will if you want to move to germany then you will be moving to germany i guess there was always a sort of doubt as to would it really happen is it really possible um and then i got to a point where i just said do you know what i'm going in 18 months whether i've got a job or not i'm going <laughs> i mean we were lucky and god knows what's happening now with brexit i mean since coronavirus no one's even heard the word brexit but like i was very fortunate to be within the eu at the time living in the uk so i had that freedom but so if you do have that freedom to be able to just get up and go and that is an option for you also financially then i just say why not as long as you can financially support yourself you're in a situation you've got a plan b but if things don't really go to plan then just go for it you're only going to regret it if you never try it you have to believe in yourself i think that it's amazing what you do i know i keep saying it but to live abroad and to do it for the length of time that you have i think that it's a real credit to yourself and i'm sure your younger version of yourself would be really proud because from studying it and like you said immersing yourself and practicing it with people that do speak that language and native speakers it does have a more of a conversation that's a natural conversation as well so I think that that's something that I would love to do more of. And I know that you pushed me to do when we went to, it's quite in Ibiza, <laughs> practicing in the taxi. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I can't do it. Um, but doing more stuff like that and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is really important with learning a language because like you said, that there are exams and sometimes you can be disheartened by it, but actually having a conversation with people really makes a difference talking about traveling so you mentioned about um traveling a couple of times one of the things that we've spoken about is the importance of travel and especially with the impact of covid currently what are some new places and new ways that you've traveled around germany during this lockdown period yes yeah, so since the borders have closed <laughs> and i've not been able to travel around Europe or even the world, I decided to start adventuring more of Germany, seeing more what's in Hessen, which is where Frankfurt is. Hessen is the state that Frankfurt's in. And I've been to a couple of places, actually. I've been to a few towns. Marburg is one that I've been to that's in North Hessen. I'm actually heading down to um, the Allgäu, which is the mountains in Bavaria. So in the south of Germany, um, I'm going to be going to Berlin. Um, where else have I been? I've been doing a lot of bike rides, just seeing some of the greenery that's around. That's one thing that I love about Frankfurt. You don't have to go too far to be out of the city. In fact, you can travel 20 minutes on the tube even and be out of the city. Yeah, I've just been making the most of seeing and exploring Germany. And this is something that I think is very important. I feel like in England, at least, we're, well, I can't speak for the whole of the UK, of course. Uh, but I do feel in London, and at least with my group of friends, there's very much this, let's travel, let's get out, let's go here, let's go there. We need to see this country, we need to see that country. And it's super important to see different countries. This is, well, one of the best forms of education that you can have, really 
having first-hand experiences in other countries but especially in Germany where there are so many major cities there's so much to see really being able to explore Germany has given me even more of an understanding of the country that I'm living in of the different cultures the different foods that are eaten in different places and I think if you do decide to move abroad say for example you were to move to Sydney Australia don't just stay in Sydney Australia make sure you get out and see other places in the country as well because this is all a part of your learning experience especially in England and I'm actually one of these people that I'm constantly thinking oh I need to go to new countries and explore like new cultures I think actually what it's taught through Covid is actually to explore like you said places around you that you may not necessarily have been to before and Matt and I actually drove to a local waterfall (laughs) it's not quite the same Um, as other countries (laughs) (laughs) it was it was nice and I think that it's so important to especially with living abroad it's so you're so lucky that you have that opportunity to travel and like you said in Frankfurt 20 minutes outside to go somewhere new and somewhere green is amazing people definitely should be doing that especially if they're living abroad right now you're very lucky to be living abroad and also to be exploring places around you so seize the day I'd say with that what is your favorite quote or a key nugget of advice that you would leave as a parting gift to listeners that are yet to understand the beauty of traveling so I don't have a specific quote that I would necessarily leave you with however what I would say is that if you have that gut feeling that tells you that you need to go and do something you want to go and do something then just go and do it I mean, I know I've said that like it's really easy. I really know it's not that easy. It took me a while to be able to move here, but just go and do it. And for me, for example, I went to Berlin and I just had such an amazing feeling being there. I connected with Germany's culture. I connected with life here, I guess, to a certain extent, like as much as you can when you're 15. Um, <laughs> but I mean, then I obviously did my one of my semesters abroad in North Germany and was so pivotal in my life and really left me with a feeling of saying, go and explore more, even to the point now where I have like a photo gallery on my wall, I'm just looking at it as we speak, and I have Berlin there, the Berlin skyline on my wall. And the reason that I have that picture there is just because that was such a pivotal moment in my life. I had such a good feeling and I was in a position where I was able to follow my dreams. So if you are in a position where you're able to follow your dreams, just go and do it because I think the worst thing would be to look back and say, why didn't I do that? At least if you go and do it and then you say, do you know what I tried and it wasn't what I thought I was going to be like, what I thought it would be like, then at least you know. But if you've got that gut feeling, and you feel inspired and you feel like this is something that you need to do then go and do it wise words from elisa (laughs) (laughs) the gut always tells you even if you are scared the gut feeling i totally agree you need to go with that and yeah thank you for that i think it's been really nice to talk through this it's been a mixture of advice reflections traveling how to do that and where they're currently living so I really appreciate your time I think it's really important that traveling is a, is a big part that helped me massively with self-growth and 
I think if you do have the opportunity, definitely take that. I know COVID is very much a lockdown mode, but things will change <laughs> and definitely explore places around you and yeah, learn a new language. If you've got the time to do it, yeah. like you said, listen to a new podcast, find ways that work for you. So thank you so much, Elisa. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this week's Tea and Toast podcast. If you want to share any feedback or ask any questions, don't forget to follow, like and share via Instagram at Tea and Toast the podcast. And don't forget to subscribe.